Bonjour, film lovers. Did you know that you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio? We also have a website, realnerdspodcast.com, where you can find cool articles and other ways to listen to the podcast. You can also follow us on social, Facebook at Real Nerds Podcast, and Twitter and Instagram at Real Nerds. You can also call us at 720-6-NERDS-5. We will listen to it, we will play it, and we will probably commentate on it. Also, email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Men. Listen, I have my own podcast. I have my own podcast studio. I don't really care about those. What I really care about is the Real Nerds podcast, the best podcast in the universe, in the multiverse, in, in, on all Earth, 616 and beyond. Listen to it. Subscribe right now and uh, listen to this episode. Listen to all the episodes, but especially listen to, the, listen to the one that I'm on. It might be the best. Thank you, guys. Camera, action! Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd Don't can... Don't be- talk film! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Take it outside. Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd This is Real Nerds Podcast, and for 10 years, scratch that, 11 years, we have been seeing a new movie and podcasting our experience to the world. This week, we saw X. Stay tuned, because very soon, we'll tell you if we recommend the film or not, play the trailer, then spoil it. We'll also talk about Hollywood's big comeback through the box office and the one big news story of the week. And possibly, quite possibly, you might hear something from the other nerds. I think Corinne said she was going to send in something about uh, whatever movie. Oh, The Thing. So Ooh, she, she did watch it. Yeah. I'm I would be shocked it. if anyone else sent anything in. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, be interested to see if she likes that. So, anyway, uh, how's everybody's week going? Do Everybody doing okay? No. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, tell us tell us your sad story. It's the computers and 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 Instacart and ah uh, and bullshit. You're you're only speaking in boomerangs right now <laughs> with computers. Yeah, I, I got, I got too, many, too many thoughts running through my head and just frustrated, so I can't can't communicate beyond Neanderthal speak. <laughs> I'm gonna take it out on this movie too. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Ty West doesn't deserve your anger. He did nothing to you. He did not. Um, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Actually, he, he, he accidentally reunited Brad and I at the movie theater. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> weird. Yeah, I went to go see X, and I just went and sat down in the theater, and then when I walked out, I heard a voice going like, hey, did we see the same movie on accident? <laughs> and I turned around and it was Brad and I was like, oh shit. I think what happened was we each thought we were going to go see like a dirty movie. So, you know, we tried to go anonymously. Yeah. And then and once, first, once we found out it wasn't that dirty, we were like, okay, it's okay to interact with people we know. 
Yeah, I, I, I didn't first recognize you because that trench coat and that mustache just like really fooled me. But, yeah, you know. I mean, I was, I wasn't wearing anything under it. So if I had opened it up, you would have recognized me. Yes, I would have been like, oh, that's Pride's penis. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I recognize um, that fully erect thing anywhere. Yep, that's true. Yeah, that, that's right. That's Brad Dick. Um, uh, the hate, you got a jam in those uh, those reclining seats, though. That sucked. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing you didn't try to fuck the seat when you saw the two naked women in this movie. I didn't try, <laughs> Josh. I was just leaning back and it just got caught in the wheels. So <laughs> uh, there's three naked women in this movie. That is true. That is true. But stay tuned for our review. No, How's your week the... going, Ryan? Uh, it's been all right. Just I work all the time. Nothing that cool. You went to Jurassic uh, World. Yeah, you know it was fine. Um, it sounds was... lame. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was twenty nine dollars of a better movie. It was twenty nine dollars for me to get in, and Kellen, it was like seventeen or something, and then with stupid service charges, is like fifty eight bucks. Whoa! I know. And and here's the fucked up thing: when I got there, nobody scanned my ticket. I just like we walked in, got our picture taken with on a green screen, and like went right into the exhibit. No one scanned my ticket. No one did anything. I was like, man. You buy your tickets <laughs> online? Yeah. Because they have this thing where you have to come in specific times. And I thought it was a COVID thing, but it's actually because it tells us, I don't know if it tells a story, but um, you go in and you are in this like, lame, you're on a yacht taking you to Isla Nublar and it lets you off in the I guess the what you call it the hatchery or whatever and one it was sad because there was no Mr. DNA and I just wanted him to go across the screen and say and then Dino DNA didn't get that um, they had some little interactive things and uh, baby quote unquote dinosaur animatronics that the kids could pet which I mean Kellen liked and then they brought you into a room where it was from Jurassic World where uh, the raptors are like caught with their jaws and the, I don't know, you call it muzzles. Yeah, the muzzles. Thank you. And then a blue was gone and you went into the next room and it was a dude trying to be Chris Pratt uh, talking to uh, an animatronic blue with a puppeteer in it and i mean it looked cool it looked like the dinosaur and then you go into the next room and it's indominus rex and then you go into one more room and it's t-rex and you're done it's just standing there how much Uh, no it moves it's it's cool but but i mean yeah the t-rex animatronic is huge i mean it's life-size so it's really impressive but did kellen think they were real uh no he's not that stupid brad (laughs) Yeah, it was all right. I mean, it was better than we went to this one a couple years ago. It was like, uh, I forget the name is Dino Experience or something. And it, it wasn't, it was better than that. But, you know, you realize you're paying a lot for the the name Jurassic World. Um, I mean, the animatronics were cool. I mean, the T-Rex was impressive, but I don't know if it was worth 60 bucks for me and Kellen to go through it. How, how long do you go through it? Uh, so the whole thing took us like 30 minutes. Ooh. 
I mean, I guess you can make it last longer. I, I forgot there's another part where you walk in right away and there's a brachiosaur and some other dinosaur. But they also kind of like force you to move along because um, everything is timed. You know what I mean? So you have to have the performers and then the T-Rex animatronic has to walk across the paddock. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I get it. There's only so much, but they only keep you sequestered for so long. So that was a bummer. So, you know, after the T-Rex one, I was like, oh, now we're moving on right into the gift shop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah just, it was all right. Keep, keep, keep vamping on it for a second. I'm doing an inflation calculator to prove a point here. <laughs> I feel, yeah, I feel like for 60 bucks, there should be at least something there that is not timed. Yeah. That you can spend like, you know, up to an hour doing. Exactly. I mean, you, I guess you could in like the hatchery, um, but they have more people constantly coming in so you feel like you're being pushed out if that makes sense yeah uh, because and then you know the raptor performance thing there's a countdown for it so you kind of have to go into the i don't know um i mean if they had the dino dna that could have been like hey let's just move all these people into this like you know movie room and they can watch yeah. that while they're waiting or after they and come I was out of the... that i mean they had touch screens but it would be oh this is the triceratops and this is what it is it wasn't that interactive i was hoping you could do you know if you go into that you could take the dna and mix them and see what dinosaurs you could get or i don't know oh, that'd be cool yeah yeah like but, hybrid so, your own dinosaurs yeah so in in 1939 gentlemen the world's fair was on and for 75 cents an adult ticket children 25 cents which is 15 dollars today for 75 cents you could go to the world's fair which had multiple exhibits pertaining anywhere from science to technology to the future yada 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 and i looked on the 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 ticket price for an adult for two adults and for this 94 dollar vip package jurassic world for 30 minutes i think universal is trying to steal your money (laughs) no they're just uh they're just following john hammond's uh plan of you know anyone will pay anything to see these (laughs) dinosaurs yeah Spend no expense, but also I need to refill my coffee. <laughs> I forgot there was this. Um, there were these things where, for fifteen more dollars for your ticket, you could show up at any time during the day. And I go, That's stupid. And then the other is like thirty dollars. You got, I don't even remember what it was. And I go, nope, nope, but, nope. But Kellen liked it. That for a dollar. That's all that matters. Yeah. Well, now I know I can just walk in. I have to pay what you paid. Yeah, you do. I mean, and it was cool seeing the new uh, National Western Complex. I mean, it was really nice over there. They have a new complex? Yeah. They, I mean, I knew they were building a new one, um, but I didn't. they're redoing the whole area. So, you know, where the new I-70 viaduct is and stuff. Um, so they put in a new Denver Dumb Friends League Animal Hospital. Um, the new co- The complex is brand new. Um, it's pretty nice over there. Hmm. Interesting. The Coliseum's still there. Uh, yeah, it's everything's still there. It's just basically they tore down the old uh, complex where they would have you know the Western Stock Show and stuff, mm-hmm. and put in a new one. Gotcha. Um, they still they still have the rodeo 
Coliseum is still the old one, but uh, all the buildings that you would also go to where they have the stock show and, you know, the Western wares and things like that is all brand new. Did they evict the remaining clowns in the complex from when Ringling Brothers shut down? No, they're just buried underneath. Oh, okay. Jesus. I I didn't want to go for dead clown jokes, so I settled with eviction like hobo clowns. You just decided, (laughs) no, this is where it needs to go. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Wonderful. This week on Real Nerds, we saw X. Brad, do you recommend X? Uh, Yeah, it's all right. Uh, I didn't. I didn't really watch anything. I, I mean, it, it didn't seem that like it, it felt like a horror movie that I watched a bunch of times because it does homage a lot of different horror movies all at once. Um, and then the one hook to it, the movie makes it seem it's really trans transgressive, but um, I don't, I don't find like ew old people like that much of like a hook. To me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, it's it, it's interesting, but it's not like big deal for me zach do you recommend x uh no i recommend z that's the better letter at the end of the alphabet um but as far as the movie x um yeah i do i really liked it um uh (laughs) brad bringing up a good point with the most transgressive scene in the movie i think ty west just couldn't call the movie naked old people so he had to call it x Um, but, uh, no, it's, it's really good at what it's trying to do, which is kicking a throwback to the seventies and eighties slashers. Um, I appreciate that he brings us some well-rounded characters that you care about. Um, and there's, there's something about the villain in Pearl that I find incredibly fascinating. Um, and we'll get to it in the spoilers, but yeah, I, I would check it out. It's a fun time in the theater and it moves pretty quick considering Ty West likes to take his time. This one moves at a pretty quick clip, um, despite it being a, an hour and 10 minutes. or and I'm sorry, an, uh, an hour and 40 minutes. So, uh, yeah, you, you cannot go wrong with this. Uh, yeah, I had fun with it, too. I will push back on Zach. I don't think it moves by at a clip at all. I think it's a very deliberate pace. And um, Considering but, that it takes its time. It's, it, it doesn't feel like it's dragging on. Uh, which Ty West does in all his films really um and yeah no it's it's fun uh my wife wasn't a fan of it i i don't think she because my wife likes uh horror films and <laughs> nudity it's pretty funny um that's what she likes in her horror films so she thought it was mediocre but she also thinks rob zombies halloween is one of her favorite horror movies so i mean i don't know what her taste is um but yeah, no, it's it's an interesting uh, film, and I, my wife's biggest pushback was that old people aren't scary; they're sweet, so she wasn't scared at all. And I don't think she understood the point of the film, but you know, hey, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, the. I mean, the deaths are pretty hardcore, and mm-hmm. uh, there is this uh, perversion to it that I wasn't expecting, besides the pornographic element in the film um here's a trailer for x farmer's daughter take one i need to be famous wayne all the best people are ain't nobody else out there like you you know why why but you got that x factor 
Our days of struggling may soon be over. Hollywood, here we come. So this is it. Our own studio backlog. You're looking for a place to stay. Oh, yes, sir. That's one ugly son of a bitch. And my wife, Pearl, is next door. So I would appreciate a little discretion. He don't know what we're doing, does he? Well, it's better to beg for forgiveness and ask for permission. Would you like to come inside? Much obliged. I want to be in the movie. Well, you can't. The story can't just change midway through. If Daddy catches us, there's no telling what he might do. My wife is not well. It happens after dark. Inside. What do you think is on it? I see one goddamn fucked up horror picture. So yeah, the trailer pretty much lays it out for you. These people are renting a home on this property uh, that's owned by this old couple, and they're shooting their adult film there, and it's it's racy, guys. The farmer's daughters or the farmer's daughters. Yes. And then the farmer's daughter and the boom mic chick. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, that that, assuming she she, had this film been released, she would have been the third farmer daughter, but no, obviously it's sad. It's not, that's not to be, um, no, no, it, 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 it pretty straightforward. It doesn't, I think the only like thing that the trailer doesn't truly reveal is the, the sexual nature of Pearl played by Mia Goth in makeup. Um, yeah. You know, I actually thought the, uh, the scene that I was one of the most effective was uh, when uh, Brittany Snow was singing landslide. Um, hmm. And the, the parallels between the yeah. young people and the elderly people where, you know, Pearl just wants to be found attractive again. And, you know, her husband just won't. It's... Yeah. Well, it seems that the, it, the the impression that I got from how Howard, because his, his first, you at first think he's scorning her because he's old and he's using the excuse of his heart. But then you realize it's like a, an actual legitimate concern in his head. But he decides to say, screw it and has sex with her on that bed later. Um, yes. And and it's it, it's a very like, I'm surprised how vulnerable he allows the villains to be because usually in a slasher film, these villains are not given that same vulnerability. 
I guess maybe Motel Hell has that. Like Motel Hell, Farmer, Farmer Vincent's given some form of vulnerability to an extent. But like the the this one is raw and Pearl is treated as like a full rounded character. Like she's not like the the killing it's it there's never justified there's never really a justified action per se like to kill, but her her repression in what her view of love is combined with her own twisted nature just kind of conglomerate into this like confluence of like just saying fuck it i'm just like if they if they won't satisfy me i'm gonna kill them like i i the there's a i love how west is playing with like generational views on sex in it um which has been done before but he does it pretty well yeah he uh I, I always like his films because they have a great purpose and aesthetic to them. Um, whether it's the 80s of The House of the Devil or the 70s in this one, uh, you know, the camera and the lighting in this film is really soft. Um, mm-hmm. Did he shoot this on film or did he shoot this digitally? I, I don't know. This, um, this felt like it was shot on film, which props to A24 or whoever was able to fund the movie if they did that because it's all the better for the look of the film. Um, but, uh, you're right. He's hitting that like late seventies, early eighties period where like some movies in the seventies are coming out in the eighties, like uh Friday the 13th part one, um, which, which the way uh, Wayne, the owner of the strip club gets it reminded me straight up of a Jason kill um, like, or, or a mama Vor- Voorhees kill in the first movie. Um, I mean, the first kill in it too, where she's stabbing him over and over in the neck and almost decapitating him. Oh, yep. God. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. That the the way he holds on that low angle of her just stabbing slow, like it almost felt like it was coming out of the seventies, but it also makes character sense because of how old she is that she would take that long to stab him. Like it's oh, and that character is so weird. Like they give him like a weird vulnerability before he he is made to feel as vulnerable as women are in a lot of horror slasher films of the. 80s um where they like they'll be out naked on the uh, naked or just after sex or in the middle of sex he's like coming out of this having seen his girlfriend engage in a porno film and the first the last shot we see of him before he encounters pearl is him crying in the shower like it's a very like it's very interesting how he allows us to sit with those characters before their death even kid cuddy uh has like some Vietnam flashbacks going through the, the thicket of the forest in there. Like it's, it's interesting how he handles this and that final fucking scene where like the, like where everything is getting shot out. Like it's like, I, I loved, uh, I loved watching like the shotguns, like basically like flying people across the room. <laughs> like it was just like, so like practical effects driven, like fun. Like it, it was just, it's a blast. Um, Brad, um, what, what, what would you, what did you think of the film outside of the fact that you feel like you've seen these kind of films before? And... Yeah, it was just, it was just kind of there for me. Uh, I, like, uh, I thought the transitions were really creative, you know, um the reference to the three holes in the side of the barn to that you know that old lore that mm-hmm. type of thing was great um but like all the kills i felt were really predictable you know like that one i was like oh yeah he's gonna stab in the eye because he's gonna look through it uh when bobby lynn you know goes to the the the, the pier at night and you know it's set up earlier that there was a you know a crocodile attack that didn't happen and i was like oh well she's probably gonna get it 
Um, yeah, stuff like that was kind of not surprising. Um, what else? Uh, I, the, probably the most interesting part for me was that it, I didn't realize it was setting up, a, you know, a, a universe of this kind of like in the vein of fear street. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that trailer at, at the, after the credits, um, yeah, for Pearl. Yeah. So Which I found out they are releasing next this year. Yeah. Cause they filmed it back to back. So I'm interested to see where that goes, but, and then also like, like the old person makeup, you know, most of the movie I was kind of sitting there going like, it just looks like young people and old people makeup. And then the, the only surprise for me was that I didn't realize the whole time that Mia Goth was playing Pearl. I just thought it was like a different actor. So that was kind of yeah, cool. No. Yeah. No, I like how I like that they put her in that role because they, they get to shit because when they face off by the end, you're showing like a you're seeing sort of a duality between Maxine's view view on sex versus Pearl's view on sex. Like the whole yeah. film's driven by that. Um Yeah, her I, ability I w- to play two separate characters, like I was convinced. I thought it was a completely different person. So props to her yeah. for doing that. And then the other disturbing thing was like there's that one guy strung up in the basement and uh, you know, he'd like been raped by her many, many times. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, that's what the cops saw before, like when the movie starts. So I was like, Oh, I thought there was gonna be something more gruesome down there. But yeah, that, that was a little, that was a little underwhelming. I, I didn't like, it didn't like, I, I didn't find it like a mark against it, but yeah, it was like, I thought we were going to see some like Texas Chainsaw Massacre style, like gruesomeness. Yeah. Cause like Lorraine was down there. So it's like, Oh, you know, something bad's going to happen to Lorraine down there. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously that happens upstairs. And yeah. so, yeah. But yeah, overall it's a lot of like the shining and Texas Chainsaw Massacre in one movie. Yeah. And there's a, uh, there, there's, there's a, the only thing that I wasn't, a huge fan of in the film um and it's like a small nitpick is the reveal that maxine's the daughter of that uh pastor that's on television i kind of felt that was a little like i I don't think it was needed but i guess it kind of helps with the through line um for the whole idea of sexual repression but um it just kind of felt like it's not i didn't need it but okay like you can do that You know, it's uh, like I had fun with it. It's a mm-hmm. fun movie. Um, and it, it, even though you might know how they get, I mean, it, it is pretty like gruesome when uh, she gets pushed in and the alligator bites her. I mean, it's true. It bites her head first and then does a death roll, which is pretty awesome. Uh, I like the psycho reference with the Volkswagen in the pond. Um, and even. Uh, though the dude got stabbed in the eyes, I, I did like the uh, follow-up where she stabs him again while he's lying there. Um, just some of the brutality, I think, is is pretty cool in the film. And then the yeah. old man dies when he gets scared <laughs> as a heart attack. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's X. Yeah, wonderful fun time. I hope the A24 will, you know, release it on Blu-ray where you don't have to order it directly from them in some fancy packaging with no bonus features. Mm-hmm. That packaging yeah. is really nice, though. It is. Like, I don't like lamb, but it's a nice package. <laughs> I know, but why, why can't I just have a standard uh, Blu-ray? 
That's what I want to know. Fucking A24. Pretentious motherfuckers. Well, this might be part of a trilogy, so maybe wait for the box set. Shut up, or they won't give me that three-disc deluxe edition of Tusk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is the big Hollywood comeback. What ruled at the box office? I'm going to say Vengeance. The Batman is still number one at the box office. Hell yeah. And it continues to bring in lots of money. 36.7 in its third weekend. And number one in the hearts of our followers because it totally crushed Spider-Man No Way Home in in Corinne's movie Madness. (laughs) I know. Corinne says, just Brad telling his friends to vote for the Batman. (laughs) (laughs) And what really happened is, I don't know if you know, it's one of the first people to retweet and vote for the Batman is this count account that just uh follows dc movie hashtags so i <laughs> said no it's just so when i reached out to warner brothers in dc i think uh, that was the two i needed to put it over yep <laughs> and it, well i mean i did i called all my friends like vote for spider-man do it now <laughs> and apparently they let you down i was shocked did. my own laura didn't even do it she's like yeah i'll get to it and she <laughs> fucking fell asleep my yeah. own wife dude my own wife I magically got up early enough that morning and tweeted out to DC and Warner Brothers, and because it was it was under when I w- woke up, so I was shocked yep. that it, they actually came through. But even more shocking, I thought was Batman Begins beating Spider Man Two. Um, yeah, I mean, if you listen to Corinne and I's preview of it, I thought Spider Man No Way Home was going to win it all because it's so oh, beloved yeah. right now. Um, but when you open it up to the people you never know yeah like i I figured yeah but also i thought maybe the batman could because it's so recent but um yes batman begins over spider-man 2 i was just like wow i I thought that had been settled a while ago like not a lot of people say batman begins is their you know favorite nolan you know so no yeah no i mean i think i was telling corinne i think spider-man 2's probably the best superhero movie of all time but I will never know. Yeah, <laughs> kids these days. <laughs> Out of contention. Yep. So, yeah, and then uh, Suicide Squad is rolled over Guardians of the Galaxy. So, yeah, I don't, these Marvel fans need to step it up. I know. It is interesting because that one, too. Well, I mean, I, I love the Suicide Squad and I love Guardians of the Galaxy. You think that Guardians has a more, um, I don't know if rabid's the right word, but a more beloved beloved fan base you know yeah honestly i thought marvel was going to steamroll everything like i didn't think it was going to win us i thought it was going to win every category and I'm, I'm shocked that it's fallen this far behind already it is interesting i mean the next test will be it'll be the batman and batman begins i think it's when the second bracket round of brackets start yeah i'm frankly shocked I, uh, the the one that shocked me the most honestly like uh, in all honesty was uh, Spider-Man 2 being beaten by Batman Begins. Apart from that, I mean, you know, like, people are going to vote how they're going to vote. I voted for Batman over Spider-Man, but perhaps you that's because it's Batman more... over Spider-Man No Way Home? I did, yes. You son of a bitch. It's oh, not, I, 
I just I prefer I prefer the Batman over that film, but I am frankly kind of surprised that it, I am surprised a little bit that it didn't win. But the Batman's fresher in people's minds, perhaps that's probably that could be a reason. Um, but uh, what, but one I thought the people biggest... love Spider Man too, so you know. Yeah. It's all right. Spider-Man No Way Home is going to cross 800 million in the next couple of days. I guess that's how it wins. Um, the big surprise on the box office is Jiu-Jitsu Kaisen Zero, the movie, made $14.8 million. Um, and it's just a, another anime movie that doesn't play in as many theaters, but ends up making a lot of money. The anime has a rabid fan base. Yep. Never underestimate their power can't now you can't yeah it's impressive mm-hmm. i mean it's yeah because what was the one that was like demon slayer came out a couple months ago and it did pretty well too something like that yeah, yeah it was it was demon, slayer. Demon, demon slayer the movie yeah and yeah, dragon that's... ball did a did get a did a huge bunch back in like 2015 something like that yep they know what's up Anyway, here's the big news story for the week. It's real news! All right, gentlemen, we've we talked about Vengeance earlier, and I think Vengeance needs to come for Rachel Zegler, star of West Side Story, who hasn't been invited to the fucking Oscars? The fuck, guys? The Oscar's going to Oscar. Yeah, I guess so. Um, uh, in her, <laughs> a fan had apparently commented that they couldn't wait to see what she would wear on Oscar night. Zegler replied, I'm not invited. So sweatpants and my boyfriend's flannel. Um, and then she told, uh, <clears throat> that, uh, via comicbook.com, Zegler added to this. I have tried it all, but it doesn't seem to be happening. I will root for West Side Story from my couch and be proud of the work we so tirelessly did three years ago. I hope some last-minute miracle occurs and I can celebrate our film in person. But hey, that's how it goes sometimes, I guess. Thanks for all the shock and outrage. I'm disappointed too, but that's okay. So proud of our movie. <laughs> so uh, that's that's a that's the classy way to act, uh, as opposed to the Oscars, because like she's allowed to she she's good to be, you know, taking the high road well, on this. I refuse think, to. Fuck don't the Oscars. You think that uh, Steven Spielberg could pull some strings to get her in there I know, right? he couldn't even pull strings to keep the categories in bro <laughs> is Ansel Elgort going like I would oh, hope shit. not <laughs> why yeah that's uh, messed but, up Oscars just keep shooting themselves in the foot this year yeah what's more if anybody saw that lineup apparently Rachel Zegler can't get in but uh, Tony Hawk and Sean White can uh, not, not throwing shade against them but like why <laughs> and Ariana DeBose is actually nominated and like i she can't get her in like <laughs> no shit yeah i i'm I, yeah it, it's a little it's a little fucking bizarre to yeah, see that uh, to see the oscars I, I think the oscars are just in self-destruct mode at this point they're just literally throwing a bunch of shit at the wall and this time they they're gonna take the the, the boomer road of not caving into social media pressure and it's just like dude like most of the people that are responding to this stuff are probably the people who are still tuning into your show. <laughs> so 
And they're not even televising some of the categories. So it's like, they don't even need that many people there. (laughs) Yeah. Again, again, like that's, that's the thing. Like if Spielberg can't even like make a convincing argument that says like, you know what, we should keep the categories in, then I don't think they're going to budge on the invite. So, you know, that, that's just freaking, I don't know. This, this, this show's kind of crazy folks. Um, uh, but I will end on a slight uh, light note. Uh, we're getting another Godzilla versus Kong, and it is now slated to be uh, shooting this year. Uh, director Adam Wingard told that told the outlets uh, uh, last year that he would absolutely love to continue with the franchise. Um, so uh, this new film will uh, be <laughs> I, it, I it's going to be filmed in uh, Queensland, so it's going to be giving New Zealand further work in addition to the film that we reviewed today hex so i'm i'm excited for another godzilla versus kong sounds like fun i'm always down yeah two monsters smashing the shit out of each other it was the it was among the best of that new kaiju uh series that warner brothers did like it just showed the monster smashing it got right down to business yeah that's the news guys Going back to the Oscar story, if I was one of the like film editors or sound designers, um, I would milk my uh, speech. Like I was like, this mm-hmm. isn't televised. I don't need to be, you know, taken <laughs> off stage anytime soon. So I'm going for ten minutes, bitches. <laughs> yep, exactly. Give, give I like, them, like that a, idea. Give a, give them a historical lecture on the importance of their category and why it's necessary to this art form. Yeah, I'm totally down for that. Sound, sound editing. Now you're going to hear me. <laughs> I'm going to go on and on. uh um and then i i guess the weirdest piece of news is that there's going to be a youtube bio series from netflix and bad robot um so my dad and i will watch it nobody else (laughs) what i thought we're done with the news this this is the big news story that you're just adding stuff stop it (laughs) i am that's true trying to find something positive i'm not doing a good job (laughs) doesn't have to be positive Hey, hey, real nerds, are you fucking going to send us anything this week? I don't know. Let's find out. Hey, nerds, Corinne here for another installment of Showtime, where I recommend something I've been watching lately. This week, I'm going to be talking about the first season of Ugly Betty, which I'd never seen before. I think maybe I'd seen clips when it was like on, wasn't it on like the TV Guide channel at some point? I feel like I remember seeing it there, but... Um, yeah, anyway, it's, uh, an American adaptation of a telenovela, um, can't rem- Colombia, maybe? Can't remember the exact country, but anyway, um, so it's definitely really, really melodramatic, <laughs> basically a soap opera, you know, the whole, ooh, secret love child, and, uh, you know, all this, like, backstabbing, and everybody's, like, sleeping with each other, and so, if you're into that kind of thing, (laughs) Ugly Betty is definitely something, it's on Hulu, uh, that's how I've been watching it, and it's, uh, from, it, it was, like, 2006 to 2010, and I have to say, like, some of the aspects of the show have aged pretty well, some of them have not, but, you know, it's nice to have a show that, you know, has a, a lead who is, you know, more average looking. Like, I still think America Ferreira is a beautiful woman. And admittedly, like, the show doesn't, like, the hair and makeup 
doesn't do her any favors. Like, you know, they put her in these ugly braces and her hair is always kind of frumpy looking. That's the whole point of the show, right? It's called Ugly Betty. And she works, you know, for this fashion magazine. So, of course, she's, you know, average looking when everyone else in the building is like tens. So, (laughs) you know, it just makes for good comedy that way. Um, There are a lot of really fun side characters, and like I said, it does get really, really melodramatic. I just watched the season one finale, and just kind of everything that happens, it's like, ooh, (laughs) wow, like, y'all. I think the, the earlier episodes, they actually focused more on the fashion and the kind of goings on at this fashion magazine that most of them work at. Whereas the latter episodes, I think the cast is just so bloated by then, and everybody's got, like, their own sort of, you know, drama that we have to... We don't have time to focus on the magazine. We have to focus on all this other bullshit, and yeah. Anyway, it's it's pretty fun. I'll, I'll probably watch season two. I, I'm interested to see, like, how exactly are some of these things going to play out, but dang, the way that season one finale ended was really depressing. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, Ugly Betty. It's on Hulu. So next time I will be doing a Catching the Classics. If you've listened to the 1982 film Splosion, you know exactly what film I will be watching for the Catching the Classics next time. So talk to you next week. Bye. Hey film buddies, follow me around Denver. This week at the Esquire, the now late-night movies, not midnight movies, they're late nights starting at 10 p.m., is The Room on Friday, and then on Saturday they have the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, So check that out at earlier time than usual. And then uh, the following week they have uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, so looking forward to that. And that's what's going on around town. (laughs) Those real nerds, they're so funny. Yeah, they have the best stuff to say. Love they it. They really do. Except for that, Zach. Keep so many interesting shit. topics and discussions. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what do we see next week, Ryan? Uh, the Lost City, I guess. I don't know. Oh, oh, I was gonna uh, shoot. Uh, I found something. What do you, you want to watch? Uh, let me see if I can hang on. Uh. Everything, everywhere, all at once comes out next week. Yes. But where's it, but where's it playing at, though? It is limited, so you might and have I looked trouble. At the, I looked at the Alamo, and it's not there, and it's one of their Alamo re, like, recommends. recommends. Maybe you'll get screen time or show times as the week progresses. Oh, I hate having a passcode on my phone now. I mean, we can check and see if it's... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, AMC 24 will have it because there's so many screens. Nope. (laughs) Maybe as it gets closer to the end of the week, it'll pop up somewhere. Why don't we just review Harry Potter Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part (laughs) 1? Just just completely go back to the original early years of this show. Yeah, I'm not seeing it anywhere. Hmm. MasterCon, the Valley of the Wind brunch. Anybody want to go to brunch? Yeah, usually the almost get about even showing links for like, hey, this is coming out soon, so get your tickets now. Yeah, it can't be coming. That's weird. Damn it.
I look excited. Yeah, I guess the Lost City then. I, I know. I, I mean, I, I want to see it because freaking short rounds in it. Yeah, it's not even like coming soon at the uh, landmark theaters. Maybe oh, that's, that's an East Coast West Coast release first. Yeah, it must be. Yeah, Coastal. So Lost City of D. <laughs> Weak, lame. Oh, come on, guys. It could be fun. It could be. Or we could go watch Dog with uh, Channing Tatum and a dog. Guys, he's, well, a, he's a dude, it, but he's a If dog. we do The Lost City, then Crane uh, can't be, you never will get romantic comedies. Why can't we watch romantic comedies? Wow, it's like Corinne's really in the room. <laughs> that was spot on. Thank you. No. Thank oh, you. I was being facetious. We'd be mean, Zach. That's mean. No, I was being facetious. You guys took it seriously. <laughs> uh, I feel bad. Well, we'll figure it out. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Till next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Well, a real nerd knows who shot a real nerd can follow the plot a real nerd. Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6nerds5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bolognium for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.